Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. December. It is a Monday morning. I think it's what? That leaves us with four days counting. Today would be the fifth, right? 21, 2, 3, 4, 5. So five full days left before Christmas, which is Friday. So here we go. And it feels super different this year because we are transitioning from a year of just complete breaking away from what we have known. And we're trying to get back to what we knew. But there's some things we're leaving behind and other things we're taking with us into 2021. And for most of us, life has changed a lot. We have been challenged. Our our environments have been polarized. You either can go in or go out, stay in or stay out. Politics has polarized us. Our jobs have polarized us. We either work there or at home. Everything is one side or the other. There is no, I kind of go in the office a few days a week and then I come home. We're given decisions right now that we've never, ever had to make before. So I just like thinking about, gosh, what have we learned What skill set are we taking with us to 2021, which is only nine days, ten days away? And what are we leaving behind? So one of the first things that happened to all of us was that our circles shrunk. Our family circles, because immediate even extended family we could not see. Our friend circles have redefined themselves. Who did you reach out to? Who didn't you reach out to? What fit in your life at a time when things just didn't fit anymore? Who fit in your life at a time when sometimes there's extended circles outside the inner circles doesn't mean anybody's good or bad. It just means time and interactions. And believe it or not, this past year, what we left behind, and it's going to sound crazy, is boredom, which is why our friendship circles have been redefined. Because in this time, people have gotten busier at home, home products, home building networks, buying homes, selling homes, all stuff related to home, fixing homes, repairing homes, remodeling, 
does take a lot of time. And we have forgotten what it even took to run our households because our households kind of ran us. We only slept there. We're out all day. We're going places. We're rushing to the next day. And now we're rushing to the next project. So our family circles, our friendship circles, how we live in our homes has all been realigned and redefined. And the first thing that happened to us in this time was the gratitude that we just practiced, like, thank God I have my health. God, I have food. Thank God I can exercise. Thank God I have shelter. Thank God I can still go for a walk. Thank God for the people in my life. And it goes on and on in terms of gratitude. Well, wow, I still have this. Oh, wow, my health is still good enough. I don't have the virus. And if you do, you see all your family support. I cannot tell you how it feels to think of any family who had to go through in this time losing somebody that they love. I can't even I can't even wrap my mind around how many people this has happened to in this past year and it didn't just happen to the person who passed for every person who passed there's that little village that we live in that are forever affected and families who've had two or three or four or more people past the gathering that they just couldn't see these invisible virus and it doesn't hit till later so health has been on the forefront of everybody's mind whether they watch the news or not whether they go out or not there is no way to run away from the gratefulness for health and for being able to go and get food or have food delivered to your home. The fact that you have a home, have a car, have friends. We have gratitude for things like a hug. Just to hug somebody. Sit with somebody. Talk with somebody. See somebody's entire face. All the things we are thanking God for, thanking each other for, all go back to who we really are. And that's truth, love, and purity. Because in this time, the truth came out. What is really important to us? Who is really important to us? And how can I be my best self? So we start with the gratitude. But what else happened to us? Because gratitude, everyone would say, yeah, that would be number one. But we have grown in social intelligence. We have found that we do affect each other. It's not just like 
something we say and we're like, yeah, we're all one. And yes, we're all together. We really are all together. Numbers do matter. Meaning, you have a community and half the people in that community don't have enough food. The other half is helping. Or they don't have clothes. Or they don't have blankets because now it's getting colder. Or they don't have shelter and they're out in cold weather. The fact that that's even happening has really started to bother us. It's not something we can ignore anymore because we're so distracted, so busy, so pressured, so stressed, which we probably are, but differently than we were before. So the fact that social intelligence has come into our fabric of thinking, so much so that just last night, I didn't dream about the vaccine, but it was about something that came to all of us that really was helping us. When I woke up, because I woke up in the middle of the dream, I thought, oh, I must have been relating it to the vaccine because the vaccine just came out, or whatever it was I was saying. And I know all about the anti-vaxxers and the vaxxers, and I know about the whole situation of people trying to get it first and, you know, all the craziness that every single challenge brings. But I really did, in the deepest part of my soul, see us all coming out of this stronger and at least, at the very least, be conscious of what happens when we don't take care of each other. What happens when we don't take care of each other and we're not willing to turn our head anymore and say, oh, that's okay, that has nothing to do with me. Oh, by the time I make it to the next red light, I'll forget I even saw this. Turning a blind eye. So now that we are grateful for the basics in life, of love, truth, and purity that has transferred into our social intelligence. It's not just for me. I don't want to just figure out how to love myself anymore. I think I'm, I'm okay with that. And now I can start to share. So we're growing. And the third thing that happened to us, patience. This virus, if it taught us anything, and with how impatient we feel to get back out there and have the lives we've had, staying home, being busy at home, working from home, cooking most of our meals, there's no way to do all of that without feeling patient. We learned patience by hook or crook. It's inside of us. I have not heard, not even one person in this whole time, rushing to get anywhere. 
Not one. Everything that's happening, it's like it brought me back to the 70s when we still kind of felt like life was ours. When we always say, why is this happening? I always feel like God just dialed us back. He just took us back to that fork in the road and said, okay, this is not going to be pretty. We have a lot of debris in the road. But we are going to repave this road with love. Love for each other. We were ready. And if we weren't ready, we caught up real quick. Because now, every time we go out, we are conscious of the fact that we have to protect ourselves somehow if we are in a crowd or in an enclosed area. Whether we like it or not, we can say whatever we want to say, but people are getting the virus. I can't even believe we argue about it. And I don't mean argue about it that someone's right or wrong. Just the fact that this virus exists and it's spiraling out of control. And I can only say that because in L.A., we no longer have hospital beds left. We are at zero capacity in L.A., So whatever I hear and see, my natural inclination is, how can I best take care of myself? When we do that, that feeling of taking care of ourselves, doesn't matter why, doesn't matter if because it's the virus or because in an earthquake, we're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to make sure our homes are okay. We're going to, every situation brings with it this feeling of self-care. And we have to accept it because we have to do it. We don't have that choice, but it forces the awareness that we take care of ourselves. Forces that patience to do things in a certain order. To start something and finish it. To the grocery store. Coming back. And really, that's the only place I see people right now. And we always say to them, hey, isn't it kind of cool that you get to see people all day? Because not many people get to. That's how important it feels to even see each other, that social intelligence, that real caring, looking each other in the eye because we can't see anything else. We've grown patience with each other, respect for each other, caring for each other. And we don't have to know who they are. Because the one thing that we lost in 2020, staying behind, it is not going forward with us can't judge this this virus doesn't judge it doesn't say whoop bad person over there i think i'll jump on them you know good person over here not going to give them the virus 
That's not what happened. It'll latch on to anyone it can. Doesn't judge in a really horrific way, but it doesn't judge. And we have learned that, hey, that person over there, if they got it, I would feel bad. If my aunt that I wasn't too crazy about got it, I would feel bad. We started putting judgment aside because we know, and I know it's a weird thing to say, that whatever they got, we could have gotten just as easily. We know that. So we have learned to endure the feelings that we used to have and build a bridge into, hey, that person matters. Wait a minute. I matter too. Wow, you know, we all matter. And it sounds like such a basic thing to say. Like, duh, of course we do. But that's not how we were behaving. In L.A., another characteristic of L.A., has a huge homeless problem. Huge. And at the beginning of the pandemic, they started cleaning it up because they wanted to keep everyone safe and we didn't know enough about the virus. I mean, we've done a lot of stuff that if we were to know what we know today, obviously we would have done different. But this is a blaring example of that. It's a total replica of how we even run our own lives people say had i known that 10 years ago and had i known that five years ago well it's true with the virus and then we kind of lost our way with this whole virus thing and there were homeless encampments if i were on my way to costco i i drove past four or five just homeless like from for a block, like they would take a block from one corner to another. And they created their own communities and tents and chairs and couches. Ways to stay warm. And I go by and I, I cry. Do we have? And we accept that. And in the last few months, they have created temporary housing that may become permanent. We don't know yet. And a lot of those encampments not only were cleaned up, but cleaned up humanely, meaning off the street and in some kind of shelter to light that we have a mental illness issue in our world where there are people who cannot stay in four walls. It scares the heck out of them. And gone untreated, it's only going to get worse and worse and worse for them. And then I thought back and said, wow, you know what? We used to have mental health facilities. I know people who are now past in their 80s who used to work at mental health facilities when they were younger before 
they close them down. And maybe we need to revisit that because we're no longer judging these people. Like, wow, well, they're homeless. I, I heard people say, well, why don't they get a job like the rest of us? And I'd be like, really? You just said that? Because you're judging people and assuming that they know what you know or they have an education or they have mental health, good mental health. When we discount each other and judge each other, you could be next for what color you are, for where you live, what car you Hello, everybody. I'm back. The phone just hung up. (laughs) The show just hung up. I heard a click, and I go, okay, they don't realize I'm gone yet. And then I see Maria in chat saying, sound is off, and Francis saying, did you just turn yourself off? The phone turned me off for me. So thank you. I'm sorry, you guys. But what we are taking away, what we are learning is a commitment to forge ahead. And we are learning to adapt. Like, okay, these are the circumstances of today. So we got whipped back and dialed back to today. Not only did God dial us back to that little fork in the road, but every single day we are dialed back into reality. We can't go veering off over here for too long because there's too much changing too fast that needs our attention. So our adaptability has grown exponentially in this time. The commitment to making it, the commitment to doing our best, because there isn't much leeway right now in terms of taking chances with our health. The family circles, the family friends, the redefining of how we live every single day has also surfaced the stuff that we keep in our lives that have been toxic and we've been trying trying to keep those things afloat and now we're questioning ourselves and saying that's been toxic for a while why do I keep doing that to myself maybe I should just like stop doing that maybe I can eat better Maybe I can sleep earlier. What is my excuse now? The time I used to drive to work and drive back, I'm doing from home now. So I got back two more hours a day. So what am I going to do with those two hours? All the money, believe it or not, that has been saved from a lot of the services we've been paying for, just even driving to work, buying gas, buying lunch, 
driving back, stopping at four or five different places before you get home because you need this, 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 and this before tomorrow is gone. The $5 here, the $7 here, the $20 there, the $50 there. It's all been reappropriated. The feeling of chasing our tails. We finally caught the tails. We caught it. And we're like, hey, stop chasing me. I'm good. I got this. When I'm sleepy, I can actually sleep. When I'm going for a walk, I'm not rushing the walk because there's someone there, somewhere i got to be right after. When I'm talking to someone, I'm actually listening to them talk back. And the people that don't listen, or you don't listen to, they're no longer there. Because you don't have the lack of awareness that we had before to do something about that. Somebody's always hounding you, harassing you, not leaving you alone because you're too busy to do certain things. Why are they doing that? You ask yourself, why do I accept that? Someone who tends to call us names or put us down or, or kind of come in from the underneath to tell us we've wronged them. And that wasn't our intention. Then we can see other people's stuff being put on us. That social intelligence meter has been our biggest growth to date. The patience is the byproduct. The lack of judgment is the byproduct. The cleansing of our lives, that all the ingredients of our lives in this sieve and someone shaking it and shaking it and whatever doesn't belong in your life keeps falling through the holes and you're like, wow, not that too. Oh, wow. You know what, though? I don't feel as much pressure as I did. And you start having those conversations in your head. Commitment, that acceptance of who we were. Because now we have time to think about who we are now. Because we're not walking into 2021 without our ears open, our eyes open, and our hearts open. We got the nuts and bolts we were looking for. And we screwed some in tighter and all the extra screws that were in there that we just didn't need that complicated that table from standing up, we took out and we said, this was all we needed all along. Get the bling off for now. I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding me. And when I rebuild me, I can then rebuild the world I live in. The year of revival is reviving itself. And it's putting in place what is real. You guys, it's already over for today. I love you so very much, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. 
You have been listening to today's daily dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.